you for tuning in once again to the Ramily Matters Podcast. I am your host, Executive Director of Communications, Ishmael Sistrunk, and I have a special guest with me today for our next episode. We have Tierra Arman, our Family Engagement Specialist for Riverview Garden School District. Tierra, thank you for joining us today. How are you? I am well. Thank you for having me. And Miss Tierra is an experienced podcaster. She comes in with some communications experience. She probably should be on this side of the table. But why don't you introduce yourself to the audience? Just tell us a little bit about yourself. Uh, we know you're the family engagement specialist for the district, but even outside of the district, um, just tell us a little bit about you. Oh, that's a loaded question. So I am Tierra Armin, and let's see, I am a wife and a mom first. They keep me very busy. Very busy. Um, outside of that and outside of being a family engagement specialist, I am the founder of Tierra Speaks, where we have a podcast as well. But we are we do a lot of purpose and we're big on talking about the challenges and struggles that we all go through on our journeys to get to our purpose. I am a certified life coach. I am a momager, so to speak. Okay. My six year old owns its own business called Big Boy Status. Or, I'm sorry, K2 Enterprises in the clothing line is big boy status. Okay. Let me correct myself because he will correct me. <laughs> <laughs> um, I coach a little bit of business. I'm a mentor. I am also the founder of Daring Inspired Youth, where we do a lot of character development. So social, emotional, life skill learning, mentorship. We have a college and career readiness program. And then we partner with other organizations and we're able to offer kid entrepreneur classes, financial literacy and uh, cooking classes. Okay, that is a lot. So busy woman out here. (laughs) Uh, And so what brought you? to Riverview Gardens School District? Um, Just the love and care for the community and wanting to help. I've been an educator for 10 plus years, but I was more so in the classroom side and I wanted to get back to the other side, to our parents. Um, We do a lot for our kids, but a lot of times what we do for the kids in school when they get home cannot be reciprocated or continued because a lot of our parents need that same help or a different type of help so that they can be effective and present for their children. So I wanted to be on that side to help them get to where they want to be in order for them to start rebuilding relationships with their children. And once they do that, then we can start rebuilding relationships with them and the school. Okay. When you were on the teacher side, what what grades or what uh, subjects did you teach? High school. Okay. So I was a para for special school district, but I ninth uh, through 12th, and I did a lot of the social, emotional, life skill learning, self-advocacy, and then I dealt with a lot of behaviors. Okay. So you, this is your wheelhouse uh, right yeah. now, this time that we're in, and education uh, is very focused on restorative uh, practices and things of that nature. And uh, as a district, we're really working hard to try to rebuild those relationships with our community, uh, with our parents. I tell people all the time for two years, two and a half years, we told parents, stay away, stay away because of COVID. Yeah, We couldn't let them in the buildings. And so now we're working really hard to uh, bring them back in. And it seems like we're starting to gain some momentum uh, in that regard. Uh, We had the 
Desi public hearing recently. We had over 100 people that turned out to that. We had a state of the district a little bit before that, Mm -hmm. uh, and we had a very nice turnout for that. Uh, And we've seen some of the PAC, which we'll uh, get into the PAC meetings. We had a resource fair here at the high school, yeah, uh, and we had a nice turnout for that. So tell me a little bit about, let's go to uh, family engagement uh, position uh, and the PAC, the Parent Advisory Committee, Mm -hmm. uh, which you, or is it Parent Advisory Council? Parent Advisory Council. uh, Which you lead. Uh, So just tell us a little bit about that. So the Parent Advisory Council pretty much is made up of our parents, our families, and any community members that really care about not only the community, but our school districts. Um, We need more voices. So my thing is we can provide any and everything, any partnerships that we have. But if we're providing things that our families and our parents don't need, then it's pointless. With the Parent Advisory Council, we're able to come together and anybody is welcome to come and voice what it is that you need. How can we help you? How has things that we've already done helped you? Maybe it worked, maybe it didn't. What suggestions do you have and do you have any solutions to those issues, per se, or problems that you think that we're having as a family, as a community, between our communication, between the district and the community? How can we help? If we get everybody in and different voices from all different walks of life, we're able to come up with great solutions that we can try and potentially succeed in. And so why do you think it's important um, for especially parents to join the PAC or participate in some of the PAC meetings or events? And is it just for teachers who all is able to, to join those functions? No, it's not just for teachers. It's really anybody in the community. Um, It's important because everybody's voice should be heard. You know, when we have behavior issues, we as a community, we have come to, we want to come to the school and we want to cuss, scream, holler, fuss, yell, and everything is always the educator fault. It's the teacher fault. Um. But we don't come together and say, okay, well, you know what? Let's figure out what really happened. You know, well, the teacher may have done this, but the student also did this. So where's the breakdown between the teacher and the student? And how can we come together and mend this, but also mend it with the parents? And I think on both sides, we're frustrated. Again, we've all been sitting at home for two and a half years. And now that we're trying to rebuild and trying to come back in, there's a lot of behaviors on all, all levels, whether it's the student, the parent, teachers, administrators, whatever it is. There's behaviors just across the board because we all get frustrated, right? How can we put all of those to the side and come back together, put our pride to the side and get back to it being a village and what it really takes to raise our children, what it really takes to get along, what it really takes to come back together as a community and be like a family, kind of get back to that feel. So in order to do that, everybody's voice needs to be heard. You may not always like what you hear, but it's okay to listen. And how can the PAC help to achieve that? How can the PAC help to foster change if you had parents and teachers and maybe scholars that were joining uh, and really engaged, what does that look like in terms of 
you know, how that functions and how that helps to improve uh, those problems that you just mentioned? We have to lead by example. We can talk a good game, but if we don't walk it ourselves, you won't get the next person to. And then tell your neighbor, when you're sitting, these parents, you know each other. You live right next door to each other, as well as the members and the staff in the district. And a lot of us live in the district, have children in the district. When you see those people, talk to them, say hi, have a conversation, see how they're doing. If you're going to these parent meetings and you haven't seen them, hey, there's a parent advisory council meeting on this Monday on this day. I was going to go. Would you like to go? And I know there's a transportation issue, but even with that, again, if we're talking to each other, if we're saying what our problems are, but, oh, I want to come, but I don't have the transportation, why not offer a ride? Why not come to the Parent Advisory Council meeting and say, hey, I've come across these parents or I'm one of those parents that want to come, but I don't have transportation. Can we figure out how to provide that? And we can, but we have to know where to help. And we won't know if we don't have those conversations. Yeah, and can you talk a little bit about the resources that are out there? I mentioned we've had some resource fairs, but even beyond the fairs, one thing I've always noticed is that Riverview Gardens has a ton of resources Absolutely. and opportunities for our families and our students. Uh, so can you just tell us a little bit about what resources uh, that you have at your disposal? Absolutely, absolutely. Right now, we have uh, St. Louis Community Credit Union who has come to our resource fairs. They are offering free checking accounts for our families, for the parents, for the children. We have the Boys and Girls Clubs of Greater St. Louis. They have a teen center over on West Florissant, and they actually send a bus out to both of our middle schools and the high school that comes to pick our children up after school, take them to the teen center for programming. When programming is over, that bus will actually drop them back off at their residential bus stops. So it gives them opportunities to have after-school tutoring. It gives them opportunity to have um, sports. It gives them opportunity to have whatever programming it is in partnerships that they have there. We also have um, Alive and Well, who is here doing different trauma workshops. We have our college and career readiness, uh, Miss TJN who is talking to our parents about college and career readiness and going all the way back to middle school. A lot of our families don't realize that you don't have to wait to senior year to start looking at colleges and scholarships and beyond post-graduation from high school. That can start way back in middle school. Right. And you can start receiving scholarships back in middle school. A lot of our parents and families don't know that. Mm. Um, we have the Little Bit Foundation that is huge in our district, and they help provide clothes and shoes and needs for our families and their children. They've been coming out to the resource fairs and allowing parents to fill out forms, and they've been ordering clothes and whatever it is that they need that they can provide. We have the UMSO Bridge program that is coming out. And with UMSO Bridge, a lot of families don't know that your middle school kids can actually go to the Summer Academy at the UMSO Bridge Pre-Collegiate Program. Um, we have Upper Bound. We have North County Tech. That's there. And those are just some. We that's have. Just off the top of that's just head. off the You're top not of my head. Off of a list right now. I am not I reading off a of a list. Right. Um, I actually talked to Junior Achievement this morning. So we'll be meeting with them to see what programs they have. And they have programming through all of our age grade groups from pre K on up. Um, Verizon. 
I spoke to someone this morning about Verizon who will be at our upcoming resource fairs. And we created the resource fair so that we can put a lot of these resources all in one place for our families to come and be able to reap the benefits of everyone all in one location. On top of that, we're also providing parenting workshops. So at the beginning of the school year, we were sending out this parent survey asking our families, what are some things that you need? What are some resources that you're looking for or you would like to see? From those responses, we created the resource fairs. So we're offering four parenting workshops during these resource fairs. Parents are able to come in, choose two workshops to attend during that time. They're 25 minutes apiece. After that, they all come together. We get snacks. We have a keynote speaker. And then we have 10 to 12 vendors and community resources there that our parents are able to take a part in and get the benefits from during that time. It's an hour and a half out of your day, but it's been very, very impactful. And you spoke about the one that we had here at the high school. That was the best attendance one that we've had. That was the third one. The great thing about that is we had two parents that actually were at our very first one and um, weren't able to meet the second one, but they came for the third one. One of those parents brought three people with her. So when I was saying we need to have those conversations and let our neighbors know, hey, this is what's going on at the high school or the district, have you been? Well, come on and go with me. She's planning on coming on Tuesday again, and in her words, she said she's going to bring the city out. There you go. So, hey, that's what we need. that's what we need. We need more. Let's get more, however many we can get to come out to that resource fair because we have have the resources, but let's let's help them. I tell everybody all the time, they always ask me, you know, how do I feel that we can rebuild the relationship between the community and the district? And for me, it's from the inside out. But it's not the inside of the district out, it's the inside of the homes out. Mm. Because we have to help again, not just our students. At this point, we have to help our parents, too. Once right. we help them get their, their selves together, they can be better for them. Then they can be better for their child or their children and start rebuilding with them. Once that has happened, that helps decrease the behaviors that we're seeing in the buildings. That helps increase our test scores, increase our learning. But because we have had a hand in helping with all of that, that helps start to rebuild our relationship with them from the district and the community. Right. And it's... It's been challenging or it's been a slow process in terms of just rebuilding that relationship because the resources have been there and the information has been put out in different ways on social media or through the website or through emails. Um, But it has not necessarily brought people in until recently. And like you said, part of that is parents coming and then starting to share that word out or a teacher or a staff member coming and then sharing that information with their parents or with their students. And so it really is important to get that word of mouth, you know, or or sharing on your own social media circles or platforms uh, because, listen, people block the district all day. All day long. (laughs) All day long. You try to call up here, we are blocked. But listen, if you tell them they're getting some snacks – some raffles, some giveaways, and the resources and the workshops or whatever, they don't show up. Right. And parents, parents who are listening, stop blocking the district. (laughs) 
We are trying to get you important information. I know we send you stuff all the time. I know you get the robocalls. Uh, but the last thing that we want is for there to be an emergency or something with your child's grades that's really important. And we and can't get in touch with it, you. Right, because we can't get in touch. So make sure that information is updated. Uh, you mentioned Miss Jan earlier. Shout out to Miss Jan because she did episode two. Go back and listen to that episode to hear about the college and career readiness program for the district, uh, which is amazing. Um, but going back to uh, PAC and family engagement, just what are your thoughts on how things have progressed or do you have any anything that you want to talk about regarding that? Um, so my thoughts on how things have progressed from August, I would say the foundation is coming back. Um, it's taken a while for the relationship between the community and the parents to be broken. So it's going to take a while for us to fully get it back to where we would like it to be. But I can say that I have seen a foundation come back, um, which at that point, once we have the foundation, all we have to do is build on top of it. The other thing is uh, PTOs. We have to have active PTOs in every single building throughout the district. And here's the thing with that. If we get active PTOs and you get presidents and vice presidents and secretaries in your PTO, do you know how much that helps? The building, not only the district, how much that will help your building, how much of the extracurricular activities, the parent involvement that can be pulled off of the administrators and the teachers. And now they can have some partners that help with that. The other thing with that is we were speaking about our families haven't been able to be in the building. We're just now coming back. So we are asking for our families, whoever would like to, to fill out volunteer forms to come back into the buildings to help and be a support to our teachers, to our staff. And yes, in order to do that, we are asking for background checks. I want to address this. I completely understand that it is frustrating that we do have a background check fee. You absolutely have to have one to come into the building. At this time, the district is unable to pay for those and cover that. But here's the thing. I have been in a community and I have been able to solidify a little bit of funding to be able to help with those and help offset those costs. So if you want to volunteer, if you want to come back in and help and support the schools, the parents, the teachers, the administrators, please fill out the volunteer forms at your children's schools, turn them in. And if you cannot afford and we have the funding, we will make sure that we get those taken care of. All right. And you can also find that form on the district website mm-hmm. or you can go to your school office. Um, and the important reason to have that background check is because we just have to know who is in our schools with our children. Absolutely. Uh, especially for all the parents. You want to make sure that anybody who's volunteering, who's coming in and uh, serving meals to your child or helping with tutoring or things like that. Absolutely. You want to make sure that that's not a dangerous individual. Uh, and so I know the district, one of the initiatives that we've been doing district-wide at the schools is just being more diligent about checking IDs when parents come or when anybody comes into the building, making sure that staff have IDs, making sure that if a parent's picking up a child, we're checking those licenses or things like that. Uh, Just to be safe, because we've seen in the news a lot of things have been happening, especially in schools. Uh, And so we just want to make sure that our students 
or as safe as possible. So Absolutely. And I want to make this clear. The district does not pay for background checks. We do not have the funding for that. But family engagement has been able to build a few partnerships and receive donations to be able to cover some if needed. So, so if they are needed and that is what you would like to do, when you turn in those forms, let the school's office know that you will need help. And if we have it, then we will be able to offer it. So you're saying don't go to central office asking. Do not go but to central go office. To Tierra Armin. And tell central office that Tierra Armin and Mrs. Sistrunk told y'all. No, don't say Mr. Sistron because that's not company, true. Right? Don't come to me. <laughs> no. I, my bank account isn't built like if that. If you do want to come into the building and that background uh, check fee is $41.75. And if you cannot afford that fee but you do want to come in and be of help, please email me at T-E-A-R-A dot A-R-M-A-N at R-G-S-D dot K-12 dot M-O dot U-S. And just let me know that you would like help, and we'll get it taken care of. And just for clarity, so that's just for volunteering, actually coming into the schools and working inside the schools. If you're interested in serving on a committee, which may have a meeting in the school, you don't Mm -hmm. necessarily need a background check to serve on a committee. And so uh, we actually have a form for people who are interested in committees, if you're interested in signing up. Uh, for the Parent Advisory Council. Please. If you're interested in signing up for local PTO, PTA. Please. Communications Committee. Please. The Calendar Committee. Please. <laughs> the CSIP <laughs> Committee. Please. Uh, make sure you can visit our website. Again, that's rgsd.k12.mo.us. Uh, and there, it's right there on the front. You can see there's a QR code. We make it easy. You can scan it with your phone. It'll take you to that sign-up form, and you can sign up for one committee or you can sign up for multiple, and then we'll reach out to you and make sure you have all of that information. So, Ms. Tierra, is there anything else that I missed that I did not ask you that you want to point out about the PAC, your family engagement, or the district in general? Um, come out to our final resource fair on Tuesday, February 21st from 6 p.m. to 7 p.m. We are hosting our final resource fair at Westview Middle. And all is welcome. We are going to have an amazing time. We have some amazing parenting workshops, vendors, an amazing keynote speaker. We'll have snacks and raffles and, you know, just a lot of fun. And the best part, we have child care. Have child care. Let me say this again. We have child care. So parents come and get your hour free to just be a parent, just be an adult and enjoy some information that can help you or maybe update you on some things that are going on. And we'll have fun with your children. They'll have a little fun themselves as well. The other thing is the Parent Advisory Council meets every first Monday of the month. Please join us. Our next Parent Advisory Council meeting will be March 6th, and it will be held in person at Gibson Elementary. So that is to come, and we will be having some conversations. You'll get a chance to answer, ask me some questions. 
Okay. And and what type of things do you typically cover? We talked a lot about the resource fairs, but the mm-hmm. PAC meetings, what type of topics uh, do you cover in those? So depending on the meeting, uh, March 6th is actually just going to be community conversations. Everybody will have the opportunity to ask me any community engagement, family engagement question that they would like, and I will answer them on the spot. If there are any questions that I am asked that I cannot answer at that time, I will write those down and make sure that I get those responses to you. Our last uh, Parent Advisory Council meeting, we had Diamond Diva Empowerment Foundation, which is a domestic violence foundation. They came in and spoke to us about teen dating awareness. We've had... um, Oh, I am drawing a blank. Safe house. We've had people come in and talk to us about um, trafficking and safe houses because trafficking is very huge in our communities. We are uh, prepping for a financial literacy parent university. We are prepping prepping for a college and career readiness parent university as well. And then we'll have different vendors at those events so that we're continually being able to put those resources in front of our families. Right. And when you see that information about the parent universities, make sure you check those out because it's a lot of good information uh, that you can use. It's free of charge. There's no charge for it. Um, And going back to a little bit what you said, before, mm-hmm. it's easy to complain, and we all complain. You know, yes. Staff members complain, students complain, parents complain. We all do. And often, you know, rightfully so. You know, mm-hmm. there are things that, that can be improved, no doubt. Uh, but it's easy to complain. It's harder to get involved and to, to help solve those issues. But that's really what it's going to take. Don't just open your mouth and complain when something's not right, but also be willing to be a part of the solution. Absolutely. Uh, That's really what we need uh, to get to that next level, to continue uh, to reach that new view on the horizon. Absolutely. And that's what March 6th is going to be all about, solutions. 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 What solutions do the community have that can help us continue to get to where we need to be? All right. Well, thank you once again for joining us. Uh, again, we're here with Miss Tierra Armin, uh, the Family Engagement Specialist for the dis- District. I'm Ishmael Sistrunk. Make sure that you're following the district on social media. We are at RGSD Schools on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, YouTube. Uh, a lot of our board meetings and town halls and things like that. We are live streaming on YouTube and we're going to be doing some more um, things on YouTube as well. So make sure you're following us. Ms. Armin, do you have any social media plugs that you would like to make? No, for me, myself. Either way, for you, for the district. No, you got all of us for the district. I got got them all. You got them all. I want to plug your Tierra Speaks. Now I can. I always can. You can follow me at Tierra Speaks. That is T-E-A-R-A-S-P-E-A-K-S across all social media platforms. Everything is Tierra Speaks. All right. Thank you for listening. We appreciate you. And we look forward to speaking with you again next week. See you later.